What up, FIFA Tears, and welcome to the Free Foot Tears podcast. This is episode 37. I'm Merzgoff, and I am joined by Brad and Luke in today's episode. How are you both doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing fairly well, yeah. Doing fairly well. Fairly well. Sounds good. I mean, to be fair, I think we've had some good luck so far this uh, weekend. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you two definitely had some very good luck. I've just had some sort of luck in the Pact of the Future series, which you guys can look out for this week. Um, yeah, so I think generally, like, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't play the game. Everyone knows I don't play the game as much as you guys and that. So you should have more luck if you're opening more packs and things. Um, Luke has basically convinced me to do the Icon player pick. So um, expect to see a video coming to you soon where I pack absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe let's, maybe the luck can rub off. Let's be honest. Mm. I've not convinced you. It was going to happen anyway. We, it was we probably going to happen. That. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Death taxes, Brad opening icon packs. Yep. Yeah, why not, eh? As recently announced over on Twitter and in last week's episode, the podcast is now sponsored by Manscaped. So here is a quick ad talking about Manscaped. Thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode of the Free Foot Tears podcast. Manscaped have provided each of us with a version of the Performance Package 4.0, which includes their most advanced shaver yet, the Lawnmower 4.0, which comes with ceramic blades and skin safe technology to ensure more precise shave along with a LED light to help alongside. It also includes a weed whacker, which is for your nose and ears, to help try and keep his pesky hairs in shape. We also have some nice ball deodorant in the Crop Preserver and a Crop Reviver Toner. And Manscaped are even kind enough to include a set of skin safe boxes and a very convenient travel bag. And if that wasn't all enough, Manscaped have been kind enough to give us our own discount code, which will give you 20% off and free shipping with your order. That code is 3FOOTTIERS. Use code 3FOOTTIERS with any future purchase, and you'll receive 20% off and free shipping. Thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so this week has seen Siri at TOTS drop, and... um... The very, to me, the very surprising factor in this was a player who wasn't kind of, or wouldn't expect her to have got such a massive boosted card, was the player to be the most expensive in Raphael Liao. He got boosted with his stats, he got boosted with his skill moves as well. Uh, so he got, he's 3.18 million as it stands right now. And he does look insane, but. It's one of those things, and I've seen a few people talk about it recently, about um, you know the the difference in tier levels between cards, and are they really worth like that price bracket? So obviously he's had his five star skill moves upgrade, but does that really make him three point two million down from what was hundred and sixty k on his headliners? So before I talk about the rest of the team, I'm going to put that to you guys. What do you think about this? So, in particular, I think the main reason someone like Raphael Liao has got such a big upgrade, and I've, me and Luke sort of have spoken about this, is when we were doing our Serie A predictions, it was like, ah, oh, this is not going to probably be a, a very good team of the season in comparison. But EA being EA, they need to make their money. They've got to encourage people to, make, to buy those FIFA points. And what better than to just go batshit crazy mm. and upgrade some of the cards, not many, but some of the cards, just to that ridiculous level. Yeah, and I, even I, I do get that, but do you still think even with being upgraded that highly that he's worth 3.2 million? I'd say so, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll come in on this. If you, if you want to take Exhibit A and look at Vinicius Jr., who's worth 2 million more, and he's got a statistically better card... In terms of you've got the same pace, three more shooting, three less passing, more physical, one less dribbling. Yeah. When you look at it compared to that, and uh, yeah, I'd say five star, four star, same as him. High low work rates compared to high medium on Vinny. 
Yeah, I'd say that's pretty worth it. It's just one of those things that, like, uh, this year we've noticed that there's more than ever there's like a massive gulf in when you get basically players that are 20 or 30 k in a promo, and then you get maybe one or two that are at a mid range of sort of 200 k, and then the top ones seem to be way out of everybody's budget, and it seems to have happened all the way throughout the year, not just for team of the season. Um, like you've got literally 3.18 million for Liao. 2.62 million for Dybala, again, has had a five-star skill move upgrade. Uh, mm -hmm. Teo Hernandez, 1.2 mil. So then the next one down is 500k for Koulibaly. So it's like you suddenly drop from like millions or multiple millions down to like a 500k centre-back. And then beyond him, it's like 200, 260k for Vlahovic, 200k for Berardi. And it's it's just... I just think it's like strange in the golf of where they, where they sort of price them at because you think like well you know going from a 30k card to a 200k card from like lower tier to mid tier and then from mid tier to premium you're going like one or two million it just seems bizarre in terms of like how high and how expensive they are but yeah as I mentioned Berardi, Vlahovic, Immobile, uh, Dybala, Tonali, Hernandez, Milinkovic, Savic, Koulibaly, Brozovic, uh, Quadrado, Chalanoglu, we've got Lautaro Martinez, the biggest surprise for me being the objective card, because I think maybe not necessarily this year, because this card doesn't actually look as good as maybe previous year's cards, but I was quite surprised to see a card of this stature as a um, as an objective card, were you? Oh, 100%. It, it did take me off guard with how much in recent times they've gone sort of over Middle of the road one, so is York last week being the moments card mm -hmm. and flashback Dante suddenly stepping that up to Latara Martinez. Yeah, definitely a big step. It's massive, wasn't it? And you got to think like we got like what moments De Gea and and other things during like other pro. You know, we got goalkeepers and things. So so then suddenly get what looks like a he's still a very usable striker, but we would say obviously. With with some of the five star skillers now available, that four star, four star, and maybe some of his other stats don't quite look as good as as some of the other strikers available. But he is. Let's not forget a free card, um, mm -hmm. and for certainly for people that you, like do series and stuff like us guys, that's massive because it's another player to use who costs us only our time, um, and you know it's one extra player for me to discard as soon as I've done him. And then, other than that, they've got the Pellegrini SBC, nicely priced SBC for 87k for, again, a not bad looking cam card. Um, all of his stats, or all of his sort of face card stats above 85, uh, and he's 4 star, 4 star for 87k. I thought that's pretty insane as well. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about that, Merz, with the, the objective and the SBCs? Do you think they've been sort of well priced compared to like how the rest of the team, like I say, is? Seems to be a massive golf in prices. Well, objective, you can't put a price because it's free, <laughs> except for your yeah. time. But to be fair, to talk, talking back to the Latoro Martinez and it being a bit unexpected, let's not forget that a couple of weeks ago they put in Ansu Fati as an objective card. Yeah. And that, again, was a, massive a bit unexpected. Yeah. yeah. And that card is absolutely amazing. He's in my team at the moment. And I'm going to do the Lotaro Martinez because, well, I got a bit lucky. I had a red pick Dybala, so nice strong link to have him. But in terms of the pricing, yeah, the pricing isn't too bad. I mean, Kessie, I mean, to be fair, for the price that you're getting, you're getting a very solid card. Yeah. So you can't really complain about what you're getting. Uh, as for Pellegrini, looks stat wise not too bad it's quite a solid looking card again price wise not bad looking um, generally speaking that's how most of the SBCs though have been this year Yeah, they haven't really done too many that have like multiple amount of SBCs it tends to be about two or three is the typical standard this year and it goes from varying from about like 80k to some being up to 150k and then you get like the really high eye standard ones being about 500k so 
I think it's no complaints at the moment. I I would happily do well. I've even started doing Kessie to be fair to put into the team to replace my Fabinho. Yeah, and have you have you used your red pick Dybala yet? Because I mean, I, I I always Luke sort of knows this of what my love for that moments card last year was like, and if I could choose or get any card from this. Um, Syria tots it would be Dybala because I, I just think in game for some reason I love him I think he just feels like the perfect player for me um, so have you used him have you sort of seen how good he is yeah the only part I've used him at the moment is in friendly so I've been doing that Syria golden goal objective oh, yeah, yeah. and the one goal cut, I yeah. brought him off of the bench a few times like second half i haven't got him into the starting lineup at the moment that is what my plan is but i, I need to finish off kessie i need to get latoro and martinez i need basically to get the links in to help him because syria up to this point is not really a league that i've done many yeah. sbc players objectives packed or anything like that so it's a area that i'm lacking in so it's uh, when you get a card of that gravitas, you kind of feel like you have to put him in the starting lineup, yeah, at you, least to try him. You want to find a way, to, yeah. You want to find yeah. a way, and obviously, not not always people have got coins, so the way is to use your, you know, your untradeables and things like that. But yeah, if you haven't done many of the SBCs because you've not had them, that's understandable. Um, have you tried any of the sort of premium Syria tots players out yet, Luke? I've not really got a chance to. No. Um... Before I touch on on sort of them, I I do just want to follow up on that that golden goal objective. Me and Merz touched on it last week. What's your thoughts on the sort of golden goal aspect going on? You you a fan um, of of golden goal being mandatory? Mandatory is yeah, mandatory is a, a difficult thing because obviously people play golden goal in the objectives things because they want to get time done or they want it to get done quickly they but then some people don't do it because like i said some people still want to play this game to win or play the game for a, a sense of a sort of win-loss record but yeah i mean I, I, it's, it's just a game mode though isn't it mm -hmm. it's not it's not like it's, it's it's not it doesn't define the whole game i think it's i i, I don't have any problems with it Oh, okay, we we were thinking you might really like it, obviously, uh, considering how much of an issue you've had with certain people in the past, not quitting in in icon swaps, for example. We thought you'd thought you'd be a proper fan of that. I I haven't played the mode yet, so I don't. I haven't seen like. I haven't even really seen the rewards that you get from it, so it'd be something for me to look at. But yeah, I mean, I don't, in in that sense though, I think it's it's just diff, it's difficult because like. When you do the when you do um, the online icon swaps or you do the objective players and you kind of want people to quit, but like I say, it's it's a it's a privilege, not a right. Um, so we shouldn't always expect everyone to do it just because people do. And majority, I think you'd probably say, I don't know what, seventy five percent of people probably quit out now when you score a goal in objectives. So it's not like it happens all the time, or certainly seventy five percent, I would say, in my experience. But it does just mean that it highlights that one time you don't get it, which makes it a little bit worse. And I mean, there was an instance the other week when I was eight nil up, and I think at that point I'm thinking, what are you actually, what are you actually here for? I know there's objectives where you only have to score a goal, um, and they may have well have been at that point. They didn't need the win, didn't need to do a cross or a finesse or whatever. They just needed to score a goal in their ten games, and that's fine. But at eight nil knowing that they've not really had a chance i just think is you know is it not just quicker just to quit out but that's fair like i say it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege not a right so i can't you know i can't moan and complain about it and like i said you know whilst i do play golden goal if i'm going for certain things or objectives if i was also doing the just to score in 10 games and it was my last one and i think i'm going to be out to score i don't quit out so you know i can't be angry at those that don't do it either that's fair. To to summarise quickly for you, Syria Cup, you you start off. It goes one to about one to seven, and then it starts jumping in sets of two after that. So you get started off with some I I oh god E F I G S packs. Oh yeah. 
and then it moves into the ones that have just come out into the score building challenges now. You get the two times Syria eighty pluses, and it goes into okay. eventually an eighty times ten and into generic packs. Okay, I mean, it sounds like it's, is it a capped again? How many you can play a day or five a day? Five a day. Okay. Um, and you got ten, eleven days now from from here on out. So, so yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty good. And ha have we seen what matchmaking's like in terms of divisions? It seems it seems fairly fairly standard. I, I know I got fortunate in my French league ones. To start off with I went nine wins out of ten, but then it sort of hit a little bit of a bit 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 more wobbly at that point. But yeah, yeah it's, mean, it seems fairly fairly fine. The only thing, I don't them them. Yeah. EIGS packs like don't I saw that on the there was a, an objective where you had to do like play like pretty much one of every single game mode I think and then like the last one I've got there is I need to play five rivals games and then I get the five eighty three plus EIGS pack um, but the chances or likelihood of me being able to play five rivals games is pretty small at the moment um, so I probably won't get the pack but I, I also think like is there any is it you know is there anything really available for it at the moment i suppose there's a few italians in the team of the season um so it's the league specific bear in mind so it's not nation oh the league EFIGS specific is, yeah. is yeah e i oh, so it's not, uh, it's not english is the italian top France, five leagues right okay that's the yeah. top five leagues is what it's saying right. it's top five okay. league pack so you could end up two. so you could end up getting five players and none of them be from syria oh 100 yeah, yeah. But, An 80, but it's a two player eight, pack. 83 plus times 5 that one I'm thinking I'm just going to get a bunch of 83's from the Prem or something and yeah I, d I don't want to grind for that sort of <laughs> that sort of rubbish pack I'd but what I would SBCs. say is you could save them for the ultimate team of the season and you say the, the grind to be fair every time I've done the 5 games I've done the 5 for the Syria 5 for the Liga and I've been done within about maybe 40 minutes for the 10 games because literally you go in, you're about maybe 60 seconds tops okay, and the game's over basically. Like you're getting them done quickly and easily. Like it doesn't take much to do the five games, honestly. Like as soon as it goes to six o'clock, you could be done by 10 past. It right. can be that quick. If okay. you're lucky or yeah. unlucky. Yeah. In the same same vein. I suppose, yeah. Have you had any of those kind of games that have gone like to eighty minutes without any goal? I think the longest I went was forty. Yeah, it's it's quite uncommon, isn't it, to not to not have a goal in the first half, really? I suppose. Yeah, and at that point, once it's getting later on in the half, if if I'm realising this is being really boring, I'll just slap it in ultra attacking. So either way, it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than drag it out. That's fair enough. Um, and yeah, so the other thing. As Merz has already touched on, is the Kessie SBC. He looks pretty incredible, don't you think? I mean, I've definitely heard good things. He's, from what I've heard, he's surprisingly nimble for for what he for what he looks. Okay. For his usual tanky build, I can't remember where I saw it, but someone someone commented that he's actually surprisingly nimble for for what he is. What's his dribbling stats? So his dribbling stats are ninety two, and he's got yeah ninety two agility, ninety three balance. So. It does say that he should be, but we also know that a lot of the time it's like body build and things that does also affect it as well. So, yeah, I can. He's six foot. He's yeah. He looks. He looks like an insane card. And at two hundred and eighty k, I mean, if he was a tots at this, I think he'd probably be more than that. Yeah, he'd probably be easily double. I would say. I would say it'd be about half a mil. For yeah. fun, for fun, it would probably be the sort of indication levels. I would say for his price. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'd be about half a mil, and I think that's a that's a pretty good card, especially if you're like doing player picks or 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 you've got some like team of the seasons that you're packed throughout doing these promos that you're not going to use that are 93 or 94 rated that can make your SBCs a lot cheaper. So yeah, to get a decent player like that, and and also actually like I know you said like about Fafana, but there's um there are actually a lot of nice looking Ivorian uh, cards in the in the game at the moment as well. So it'd be quite nice to be able to like branch out into some sort of different little hybrids, use a Sangare and things like that. 
But with that, Talk. we haven't just got Syria. We also have another tots. We have another two tots. We've another got two. both. Yeah, we've got the rest of the world, which came out on Saturday. And then we've got the MLS, which came out on Sunday. So there's not too many headliners to speak about in this. Somebody previously last year had a headliners card in Tavernier. That, that and Oscar are pretty much the main highlights of the rest of the world. That's, you got like... I mean, Christensen, the right back, is a strong link to Adi Yemi if you really want to force him in your team. You have to play him like centre mid. The the main the main two because you've got a mixture of and when I say a mixture you've got the Australian League you've got the Indian Pro League, League Two. Uh, we've got Dynamo Kiev, so I can't the Ukrainian League. I think the second and there's a third tier German. I know that there's a whole bunch all over the place. Yeah. But at least Kim Min Jae has now got a centre back partner, which I've definitely not been using a Korean weekend league team this week. So that's how I know that there is a K-League centre-back that links to your Super League centre-back you probably got last week in your guaranteed. Both nice pace, both fairly good. And I think you've um, you've used the Mukhtar, haven't you? Yes, so Mukhtar is in the MLS team of the season. Yeah. So Mukhtar being one of the headliners there, the striker alongside, in which I'm going to have to look the name up quickly, is uh, Castellanos feels beautiful. He can oh, turn. Right, he's, okay. five, he's about five foot ten. He he turns fairly well for a for sort of someone of his build. He's ninety five pace. Argentinian ninety five pace, ninety five shooting, ninety five physical, ninety three uh, dribbling, four star, three star, I believe. So the three okay. star weak foot is not ideal. Just don't shoot with his left foot. But okay. I'm used to that. I've used Andre Silva with four star, three star all year. So I'm 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 prepped for it. Avoid the left foot. Just shoot normally. <laughs> Yeah, see, I have Mukhtar's um, Cam Squad Foundations card. Uh, mm. And I did, at the time I got it, use it as a super sub a couple of times, and he was very good. So I would like to use the um, the left forward card. And obviously, let's say with uh, with, with Castellanos being Argentinian, this guy being German, they're not. it's not like they're impossible to link across. Like, they both have strong linking icons, or they have, you know, you have German players in other leagues, or Argentinian players in other leagues, like Merz, for instance, has got... Dybala, so you can you can definitely get some chemistry on this guys on these guys and be usable players. Um, I the mean, one that the I... Argentines in themselves. There's three Argentines in the league. There's Castellanos, there's Bravo, the left back, and then there's the SBC, which for an 84 rated squad at this point in FIFA, fairly cheap. I think it comes in around yeah. probably 40 to 50k. You've got a perfect link to the striker in Maxi Morales. So. Four star, four star, ninety pace, ninety four dribbling, eighty nine shooting, ninety two passing. What's his height? Five foot he's two. Short. Yes, he's he five short. foot two. I remember because last year um, I got him in a draft. It was when like drafts were really juiced, so I got him on like full chemistry, and I thought it was brilliant. Like as a team, a team of the season card, he was insane. Um, so it's nice that like you're saying like he could potentially be a very good card again this year with low center gravity nice agility nice balance um the one that strikes me out of all of them is what i'm looking at at the moment is carlos gill um because obviously he gets a team of the season a lot of years as well and his card looks insane even potentially and like as a striker what i notice most about this card and this doesn't i don't know how i feel about this because i do always think that parsons always a little bit um, iffy in FIFA anyway but he has 99 vision, 99 crossing, 99 short passing 99 curve 97 long passing and 90 free kick accuracy so in his in game stats for passing 90 is his worst and that's free kick accuracy everything else is 97 or 99 that's insane, Like this guy shouldn't really misplace any passes he's Spanish so he's linkable yeah, so I watch, I'd like to try this card out. This card looks very good and actually, again, very affordable at 175k. Yeah, he does look very solid. Obviously, for team of the season, 88 pace now, it, it's for some reason, is going to get sort of looked down upon a little bit. It's still very respectable. If you, what, if you chuck a hunter on this guy, probably a good striker. What's his yeah. work rates? We're looking medium high. So, medium defensive, high attacking, that's good. Five star, four star. Definitely worth a tryout. I'd like to try him out, definitely. 
and when we were talking about all the Argentinians, I got really excited seeing all these Argentinians and then saw, oh, Zeller Ryan's got a got an objective card and then realised he changed his nationality to Armenian. Ah. Considering every year he's Argentinian, he's got some informs this year Argentinian, but he's done a Mikel Antonio and they've not updated it on his normal cards, but they've given him a special card of his different nationality. Still looks like a decent card. If we go take a look at that now. So obviously it's going to be a bit more difficult to link. But you, what do you need for this? You need to play 10 games of 7 MLS. That's pretty much standard for any of the objectives. 90 pace, 88 shooting. It's, of course it's showing me the wrong thing. 3 star, 3 star. See, that's where I've, that's where I've fallen out with this. Okay, maybe this isn't that, that good a card for me. But it might be for some people. Yeah, I mean, like you say, sometimes the weak foot is not... Is not as bad, but when it comes to the skill moves, three stars a bit. It, it hurts me a lot when yeah, I see it's three star. Bit. It's the three star, three stars. The exact drawbacks that made me look at someone like Goodwin, the Australian league left winger, and yeah. sort of turn up my nose at him a little bit. I get it's it's because I'm so pigeonholed by doing skills these days compared to compared to three years ago. I could barely do a roulette. Yeah, but now. I'm finding myself more and more dependent. It becomes hard to use someone like Zellerion, like Goodwin. Especially if it's Goodwin. Goodwin being stuck out on the wing, you feel I mean, more marooned. Do you think, though, and and, and Merz may disagree on it, because I know he's not necessarily the, a skiller, but do you think it's because, like, in order to get to a certain level in the game now, you kind of have to use them? Ish, but then also to the same extent, I feel I've got so used to using them that when you take it away from my game I'm yeah. then trying to look back and go right okay how am I going to get past this guy because yeah. normally I would do this I then second guess myself and that that extra couple of seconds I'm now rather than being in a natural flow and beating a man or or just laying it off and going elsewhere yeah. I'm, I'm having to think a little bit more and I'm not as clinical and not as fluid. I get that. Do you think it matters much, Merz? I mean, I personally would look at skill moves, but I'm not the type of person who cares about five-star skills uh, on a player. I look at four-star because I, I find sometimes for certain body types, a four-star for some reason could feel a bit smoother in game in comparison to a free star regardless of using the skill moves sometimes uh but i for, for me the one that i care about the most is the the, the weak foot more than anything whereas and luke would be the better opposite he can use a free star weak foot i think free star is usable but it's just better to have that four star or five star weak foot in comparison whereas and skill moves are probably don't care so much about it's more the in-game stats and the work rates that that's where stat merchant mers comes into play and stuff yeah stat i definitely don't doubt that they're important um but yeah i just think maybe I'm, I'm a bit like luke so like i never ever used any skill moves then i go and get flashback neymar and you know i'm i'm doing all sorts of skill moves and flicking it over people's heads to volley it in the corner and like and, and now I feel like if I don't have that as an option, I feel like I'd be a little bit lost if I was trying out a player in that position who doesn't have that ability. Um, you definitely get used to it. You get used to certain moves, and you get used to used to certain ways of playing when you've got those skill moves. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I do think weak foot is important, and definitely like you know that's why five star, five stars, and things are more expensive. Um, but for me, I'd, I'd be happier. I'd probably be happier with a five-star, four-star skill moves in weak foot than I would be with the, being the other way around. Yeah, so Mukhtar would be your perfect player since pretty yeah. much every Mukhtar card does have five-star weak foot, four-star yeah. skills, which I'm fine with that as well. Five-star five skills is a nice little bonus. It means that my Berber spins are slightly tighter and closer to the body rather than a dramatic scoop round, but that's the only like game to game difference I will find like I don't very very rarely you see me do like an elastico or something the only other one that kind of like sort of takes my eye or a little bit on there 
is this CDM price uh, being English? Mm-hmm. Um, you got a whole bunch of nice sort of nations to hybridize with. You've got the Brazilian, you've got the English, as you mentioned, German. Yeah, I mean, we've seen several Spanish left backs, I think, from, from many <laughs> different promos. Um, then you've got that Van den Boomen guy as well, centre mid. Um, he looks pretty insane. Was he League Two French League? But he's Dutch, so. so he goes with, you, you know, you, if you've got Graven Birches or you've got your Van Dykes and things. Easy ways to link him in. And again, four star, three stars, not bad for a centre mid. Probably don't miss it that much. He's got the high attacking medium work rates, which that puts me off a little bit because as a centre mid with high attacking, he actually doesn't have much shooting or pace compared to his physical and passing stats. So me, he work, he looks like he's more of a box-to-box than he is an attacking mid, but I'd like to try, I like. I certainly would like to you know, try a draft and try some of them out just to see sort of how good these cards are in-game. Definitely. I mean, you never know, you might get some of them later on tonight. Potentially, mm. and then yeah, and then I'll never be able to play them and have to discard it by the time we have to do the next episode. Pretty uh, much. What I didn't touch on, though, was in the Serie A Tots, if we just go back one second, is Delefeu. New out. Um, incredible looking card for its price. He's 117k currently estimated on Footbin. And he's been boosted to five star skills. Now... Not only does he link to obviously everyone in Syria, he also is Spanish, so he links to everybody there. Like Mer said, there's now you got a free Ansu Fati card if you guys did that, and you could have this guy at Cam or centre forward or striker or or wherever you want him really. And um, or your yeah, Charles like, Gill, yeah, and yeah, link him to Gill as well. So this this card looks insane for that price. Again, I think if he was. Five star, if he's a five star, four star, ninety-two rated t- team of the season, tradable, I think it'd easily be double his price, um, probably even treble, uh, given his nation links as well. Um, but he looks insane. He's got uh, agility of ninety-six, balance of ninety-three, so that's sort of like one of the key things to know what he's like in game. He's uh, height of five foot ten, so he shouldn't feel too clunky. And he has got high attacking work rates with low defensive work rates. So that might be a card to tempt me as a, as a super sub because he, he is very affordable um, and looks brilliant. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go back to the Serie A team of the season, I just want to say about somebody who got snubbed. Oh, in that okay, team of the yes, I, I do as well. I think we're going to say the same Tamori. one. Tamori. Yeah, how did that happen? Gaming. Yeah. Pr- however, I've apparently heard rumours that he is going to be a objective or something during ultimate team of the season so it just I'm, seems a bit weird that he gets snubbed for the main actual Serie A and then gets put in ultimate do you think it's, it's based off the reaction though I would say no to that I feel I can't help but I think don't. that some people have like well not some people but s- certain times there's influences and I think that could be one of them because no one would have thought that this guy should not have got the tots. I don't think. Yeah, hundred percent. He was on so, both mine and Merz's. Almost one of the first names on the sh- team sheet. Yeah. yeah. So that that says it, doesn't it? You know, most people that would have predicted team of the season, especially with, you know, not not just on basically his individual performance this year, but also the fact that Milan obviously did win the league as well. Um, so. Mm-hmm. That that in its own right gives enough reason for him to get. I mean, who did Koulibaly for Napoli, and the other centre back was Bremer. Scrinia, and Scrinia as well. And Scrinia for Inter. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think if he didn't if he didn't deserve to get it over Scrinia, then surely he deserved to get it over Bremer. But then, do they not do that because then it gives us too many sort of premium players and not none of like one less of the cheaper? I don't know. I don't think excuse, so. Excuse me one second whilst I just check in on Bremer, whether he got... I think he might have got Defender of the Season. Just going to check. Yeah, he was he was in the official Serie A team of the season alongside Tomori. Right. Bremer. So it should have been over Koulibaly or Skriniar. Okay. So there you go. That Yeah, so one of the actual sort of higher rated tots centre-backs should have made way for Tomori. 
I mean, to be best fair, best defender I believe voted was uh, was Gleason Bremer. So yeah, so if he if if he deserves his, then it's it's Koulibaly or Skriniar that that we're looking at being replaced with Tomori based on his performances this season. And it may well be that if you look at their stats, they might they might have marginally be- beaten him. But from what I've um, heard and what I've seen, Tomori it just seems surprising to me that Tomori didn't get one. I think that would be it for team of the season talk for this week. So, today is a very intriguing day. I thought today you were going to say, June. today is a special day. Wow. Today is a very special day, because today is June, and today we get May's Twitch Prime Pack. Hmm. So, EA... I don't know what, it, uh, what was wrong, but the Twitch Prime Pack got held back because the Egan Team of Season was out. And they just didn't want anyone to potentially get a decent team of season player in it. So they delayed it. Uh, and now it's miraculously fixed. And now we can have it for Syria <laughs> team of the season. But all I'm going to say is mine wasn't very good. I got an 84 from the actual pack. And then I got, a, I believe it was a Kuna or another 84, I believe, in the first player pick. The other player pick was all 82. So... It wasn't. It was not very good. It was not very good. Mine was also dreadful. I got Fieri as my loan icon. I got Angelino as the face card player. Pope and PK. Okay. Um, and mine was pretty good. And uh, you can go and check it out on my YouTube channel on my shorts. Ah, the plug. The cheeky plug. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't give it away on there. Like, I, I, I'll tell you as much as I did get a better rating player in my front of the pack. I got Lataro Martinez, who obviously we've been talking about with his objective player. But I also did get a tots in my pick as well. So, yeah, mine was, by the sounds of it, significantly better than theirs. I mean, you can watch mine on the shorts as well if you want to be like that. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, di- I, I didn't realise you'd uploaded it with it being so um, dreadful. If I'm honest, that's, that's all. Well, it's part of the content. You got to release the content, whether it's good or bad. I say, put it all I, out there. I was going to, yeah. but then realised it dragged on too long, and really, really didn't feel like shortening it down by about twenty seconds. But yeah, mine was a lot better. Um, it's, it's nice to actually get some benefit from my Switch Prime packs because generally they've not been that great. My Prime icon was Lewis Figo. Um, so that's not too bad. I've seen worse. Or packed worse. Reasonable card, I would say. Did, who did you get? Oh, mine was... Uh, Carlos Alberto. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Better, better than the rest of the stuff. It's just a shame it's alone, though. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I've enjoyed my prime Carlos Alberto Marti G for most of the year. But that is it for all the FIFA content. We are now going to move over to the Q&A, which will continue with FIFA-related stuff, to be fair. So let us get into question number one. And we have got a question by Kofta. It's very short. It's very straight to the point. What's your definition of a perfect fifa wow we should have done a podcast around this question okay how how nitpicky are we being here because we do not want to take up too much of these people's time i mean you could try and focus on one area if you want to okay rather than trying to talk about every little individual element within fifa okay so i'll, I'll just pick on for me then it's, it's, it's always has been and will be gameplay issues um, and the ones I'll touch on is goalkeeper animations um, because they're awful. I don't like that my goalkeeper does a matrix dive backwards when the ball's kicked straight at him. And passing, a um, lot of misplaced passes in this game. And also, I don't like the fact that quite often uh, you can only actually switch to the player you want to switch to when it's already too late. So, yeah, there's little, there's little gameplay issues that make the game very frustrating um, to play. And that's that's where it just needs the improvement. I think in, for me, in terms of, and certainly for Team of the Season, I think there's been lots of content for people. I think a lot of objectives, a lot of SPCs, a lot of these, um, like we've got every promo, we've got some 
league specific upgrade packs and also other upgrade packs as well and you could get some packs leading up to it and I, I think so in terms of content side of that for certainly around team of the season I'm happy but gameplay needs a boost okay I think the perfect FIFA probably shouldn't be so fucking money orientated mm -hmm. there you go like if it wasn't caring so much about having to sell FIFA points and making money, then I guess then the priorities get put in the right place. And then you can get a better game. Because I think that is it. FIFA has gone downhill because of it became way too money orientated. If it goes back to its roots a little bit more, then I guess... I mean, to be fair, if EA want to make money, okay, make money, but maybe put in something that doesn't necessarily have a pay-to-win element. So, like, say, for instance, Fortnite. Fortnite makes loads of money from selling V-Bucks and stuff, but does buying V-Bucks improve your chances of winning a game on, on Fortnite? No. Because it's all cosmetic stuff, so maybe that's just what it needs to be: is cosmetic stuff on FIFA, like the Tifos. Maybe put because to be fair, the Tifos now there is a dedicated area in the store for Tifos where you can use FIFA points or your coins to buy yourself some Tifos and stuff. Yeah. So there is obviously an avenue for EA to try and make money in that element. I think that is it. Going back to the roots would make FIFA the perfect game. Do you think though it hasn't got it has got a little bit better? Just the only reason I say that is because like I've seen a lot of people do like seven day RTGs and things this year, which I don't think would have been possible some time ago. It has indeed got better because of the fact that you got your guaranteed ratings on packs and stuff like that. And for instance, like this year, I have not felt the need to turn to FIFA points, but you can see. There is clear ed evidence that EA are trying to put like those things, like the Syria team season, like we were talking about with Liao, looking so incredible that if there's some little Timmy out there who goes, "Oh, look at Liao! I want to try and pack him. Oh, let's quickly use Mummy's credit card and stick 12k FIFA points on." just to try and get it, then EA have succeeded in what they want to do. There are still people out there, non-content creators, that are still loading up loads of money on the game. Yeah. So they're still making the money. Luke? So for well, me, bye. I'm going to go, you know, rather than round the houses with it, I'm just going to speak in normal senses here. I'd want the FIFA 15 style soundtrack. I'd want FIFA 16 style gameplay. FIFA 22 style champs format. And probably the amount of promos that were in either FIFA 18 or 19 before it went way too far. Short, simple, concise. So FIFA 16, I probably need to play then because I only really started playing Ultimate Team seriously at FIFA 17. Uh, and I did actually quite like the FIFA 17 gameplay. thought it was okay. Um, certainly compared to uh, what I think was the worst one was last year's. Um, out of, out of the ones I played, um, so I would like to play FIFA 16 based on you saying that because I'd like to see what that um, feels like. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I do also I also worry about cross gen uh, coming up. I think that servers play a part, and I don't think that they quite prepare well enough for the traffic that comes through the servers. So it does concern me that we're now going to go cross gen and potentially there's going to be champs over over different servers over different platforms i'm just worried that it's going to break essentially i think well i think it's inevitable that it's going to break it's just how badly it breaks uh, i i partially disagree because at the end of the day i think it might be better because they use the server it's going to be the same servers right yes the servers aren't the best right they are problematic you only have to look at some times on certain promos at six p.m. on a Friday evening and sometimes connection to like getting into the store even into the game can be very problematic even so sometimes goes down however 
I think in terms of the matchmaking point, you might be more likely to get some matchups against people in your more localized area. So that might mean that the connection quality could be better. Because the, the Xbox is still going to be playing on the same person as a PlayStation. So it do doesn't really make a difference in that sort of regard. In terms, of, so it, the only time it's going to be problematic is if you get matched up against somebody in, I don't know, maybe Italy. Uh, even the people in I Ireland seem to have, like, when I play Gurk, the connection quality doesn't seem to be um, very good when playing him. It can be just as bad as playing GH and his BTEC um, internet connection. But moving on to the next question. So we have GH with a multi sort of tiered thing. It's a very long winded, winded question. It's over three, three lines here on Discord server. So bear with me. Mm -hmm. Favorite team of the season player you have used this year and highest rated TOTS player you have used this year. It's like very multiple questions here. For the highest rated TOTS, were they as good as you were expecting for the rating? Also talking of rating, do you think cards live up to their rating? Or do you think a rating is a load of rubbish? You ha Have you used a low rated card which is way better than a higher rated player? What's your thoughts here? You lost me. Um, I know. So let's just break it down a little bit. So, yeah. Highest rated tots, favorite tots. Okay. Um, so, highest rate of tots I've used. Um, I mean, he's not a tots technically because he's a moments, but um, tots moments. So, so, so the tots moments I've used that I I didn't get on with, and it's going to be controversial to you, Moses, because I, I know that you like him. Is Ansu Fatty? Um, I I just don't. I didn't. He wasn't as good as what looking at his stats on his card and what I've seen of previous year. Ansu Fati, I didn't actually like him. I don't think he was as good. Um, in terms of my favourite team of the season player, um, I haven't actually... There's not many that I've got. I've got one that I packed in the Liga, uh, La Liga team of the season, which is Fekir, who I would like to actually try in game, but I haven't got around to be able to play a game since I had him. Um, but one that is a staple in my team and uh, was before he became a tots with his uh, 90 rated boosted UCL live card is Bernardo Silva and I like that get the, I like him in game generally but I definitely like his tots okay so you answered the first part of GH's question with a 92 rated card and then you finish it off with a 94 rated card so that so Bernardo Silva is both parts highest rated and favorite yeah it was so, highest rated yeah but I just want to touch on because he said about a card that it wasn't as good and I think for me Ansu Fati isn't as good as his stats in game hmm okay I mean <clears throat> going back to the Ansu Fati and his stats I mean oh, for a 92 rated tots he doesn't actually have he has similar stats to most 92 rated, uh, in, but in performing in game, I I think it, the pace is obviously the biggest thing that you notice about him. Um, oh, he's definitely but, quick. He just can't finish his dinner, and he's got 99 finishing. Um, in in a video I did around him, he literally couldn't. He he missed more than he scored. But then during my foot champs, I had that with even high rate cards. And yes, I had that situation with Ansu Fatty as well. But I was having that with Thierry Henry. I was having that with um, Son as well. Yeah. So it's just. I think it does just. I do. I think it does just happen from time to time. And I've I've said that about goalies. You know, I now I'm very happy that I've got team of the season Allison. I think he's. Very, very good because I think the speed helps a lot. Um, mm. But again, you know, every game's different. One game he'll be brilliant, and in true fashion, no EAR with goalies. One day he'll have a shot hit straight at him and he, he can't save it. So, yeah, I think definitely like players change 
so players do change game in game out i think you don't always get like the solid thing but also i think that alongside that you've then also got the type the, the type of card or the rating of the card against that as well so you first got like the the criteria set by you know whether it's the face stats on the card or the skill moves weak foot or whatever and then when it goes into game you've got this this weird kind of anomaly where sometimes they don't perform to the level that they do in the previous game so there's like two ways that a card can be better is one how, are they just better because they've got skill moves and weak foot that is more desirable or in-game stats that are more desirable and then do they actually perform more consistently in the actual game than somebody else who seems to be a bit off hmm. Luke what about that first part of GH's question favourite tots and your highest rated tots that you've used so I'm just going to clarify the rating of this player it's it's a tie in terms of highest rated so it's either going to be my red pick Sadio Mane or team of the season Harry Kane I believe is my highest mm -hmm. both 96 as for my favourite this should be very 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 well documented at this stage I don't know how many times you have to vouch for a certain French cam but Dimitri Payet is one of my favourite cards since Foot Captains came out and the same has continued through to Team of the Season. The Ben Yedder is a great accompaniment to him. But Pyatt seems to do the job of exactly what I wanted to do. He's in the right places, makes the right runs. Dribble smooth as you like. That makes me excited to try him out. Because he was who I got from my league and tots. So um, I thought that was a big win when I got it. Obviously price-wise it's not compared to others. But definitely... Um, he looks he looks very very good in game as for myself so highest rated I'm not going to answer Dybala even though he is the highest rated but it's just because I haven't really been able to give him a, um, a true test in so yes he's the highest rated I've used but I'm going to say properly used over a good amount of games is Son or Ruben Diaz as they're both 95 rated. Mm -hmm. As for the favourite, I'm going to go with Son. I'm going to go with Son. He is... He's essentially the more smoother version of Veghorst, but just without that height and bullying that Veghorst can do. He can finish his dinner. He's, past, he's, he's a good supplier to Thierry Henry he's also chipping in with the goals as well so he's a good good, good in the two up front formation so start him off out wide and then switch him to striker in the four triple two then going into the next part of GH saying underwhelming card Lafon. I've Ooh. got to say the difference between and this has happened with um a couple of other like team of the season goalkeepers and having trying them out versus like the lower rated i have it's just some weird situation where somehow just making them even more higher rated just suddenly seems to break them and they don't seem to perform as well as lower rated card yes the, the, the font team of the season still does some solid performances but he seems to concede more goals than his 86 rated in form. And it's a kind of a disappointing situation because I had high hopes because LaFont's 86 rated card was one of my favourite goalkeepers going into team of the season. During team of the season, De Gea's become probably the favourite goalkeeper that I've used in uh, FIFA 22 okay. so far. I, it's not the first time I've actually heard that about keepers. Um, I had uh, my brother said that he had the winter wild card, um, Mendy for a while. Yeah. And when he got his, uh, you know, what was it was team of the near, as we call it, or you know, team yeah. of the year nominees. He upgraded him and said it was like a completely different goalkeeper. Like it was awful compared to the winter wild card version. And, and it is strange, isn't it? Because you think. Like, 
everybody loved the gold Mendy when you first started. Said he was insane, and I used him a couple of times, and he, yeah, he was actually pretty good um, early on in the game. Then he's upgraded to the Winter Wild cards, and he's got even better. And then suddenly he gets an even better card, and he's worse. It is strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that signature signings card. It was it was a good card. I actually quite say I'd liked um, honourable mentions Mendy quite a lot when I used it. So it's a bit weird, but this is what goalkeepers are like in FIFA. Oh yeah, the Marmite. Yeah. You either love them or you hate them, and they're very very divided on opinions. Like a lot of people, same. Uh, my nan, uh, Mignan, or however you Mignon. actually Mignon. Yeah. He, A lot of people rate him so highly as a goalkeeper in the game, but yeah, I think he's one of the worst goalkeepers that I've used in the game. So it just shows how different on opinions goalkeepers can be. And I, and I do generally just think that they're bro- with certain animations and things this year they have broken goalies like we started off the year everybody like complaining I think but actually now in hindsight you know everybody would be probably want to take it back to that original patch where everyone was saying that goalkeepers were too overpowered and uh, you know they wanted it to change and then suddenly it seemed like whatever they did to change it broke it and uh, you know instead of it being uh, tougher to score it's now become easy to be able to green time finesse it from a certain angle or not even do that. I mean, you can. I've seen multiple times where they can just hit it straight at the keeper and they dive backwards, like, on the floor. And I just think, yeah, if, if I could take it back to that pre-patch of where, where, they, you know, where the goalkeepers were insane and it was tougher to score, I'd rather it be there than where it is now as we're now ending the cycle. The last part of his question, which was just basically saying, um, do you think cards live up to the rating or do you think ratings are a load of rubbish? I, th- I think it's a very tr- s- s- weird situation because you can s- have two cards that are the same rating, same position, but the stats can be such a stark contrast from one another. Like, say, for instance, you can take some of the team of the seasons and you can look at the players and they can both be the same rating, but one player like could have 100 more in-game stats than the other. And that can make a big difference, to be honest. Yeah, well, it definitely. does make a big difference yeah. when it comes to in-game. And same with like uh, certain critical stats as well. So, like, say, for instance, you take a centre-back. That's the same rating. One could have really good agility balance, but have really bad composure. And the other could have all right balance and agility, but absolutely have amazing composure, amazing, uh, great aggression, um, and then gr- great like defending stats. So, yeah. yeah. Fa- face rating on a card doesn't tell you anything. It's in-game stats and and, you know, well, like we've said earlier, body type, skill moves, weak foot, they're the things that make the players that much better. We know that somebody with, you know, agility and balance of 60 isn't going to be good. It doesn't matter what rating his card is, he's going to feel sluggish in-game. It's just how it is. Um, and obviously the anomaly is silver stars. You're going to have 74 rated cards that feel like they're 85 rated or something. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more about in-game stats, body type and... A combination of those i think do you read much into rating luke not too much no and to to go on to the bit that i didn't get asked last time i think because sack is the biggest letdown oh. and he's the biggest oh, yeah. letdown i've experienced is one of the first cards i did and i hated it it seemed an ideal card for me four star skills right mid all right winger but he just disappointed me throughout it was it wasn't even that big an upgrade for him compared to his to his was it third inform yeah he, he just he didn't deliver on so many levels and it it almost wound me up to you the point did of, advise I don't me know. to not do him I did and people people swear by this card people actually do well against me with this card but he just he seemed like the ideal card for me and he just didn't click at all. I still somehow have him. I said I'd send him into an SBC. I don't know how he survived. I I don't know why he's still here. But he just 
something's wrong with that card. But as for ratings, yeah, you can take them with a pinch of salt. Andre Silva feels like a 99 rated card and he's 87. What can I say? <laughs> but on, on a more honest sort of level, cards like Perisic, I mean, 92, because for fantasy, it feels like it was a team of the season back then. That feels like a card that's insane. Same with my 93 Nalito. Uh, oh, God. Same with my 93 Melito. That card feels mental and that's out justifying of its rating. Certain cards justify it and certain ones don't. That Saka probably felt more like an 86 than a 91. Cards like that new mm. Castellanos probably does live up to the 93. Maybe if they gave him a four-star weak foot. So it sort of depends on what the card is. So you're never going to see, say... I'm trying to think of a good example of like a midfielder that's not going to feel like insane for the, for the stats, but they've got a high rating. So if I just take a gander... Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, 93 rated, doesn't actually feel that good. I've heard numerous person, numerous people say that it does not perform as if it's a 93 rated card. It probably feels more like an 88, 89 I can so, vouch for that to some extent because I, I got him before I got my uh, ben, uh, before I got Bernardo Silva. So I upgraded or thought I was upgrading my Bernardo Silva 90 rated UCL card to the Bruno Tots and then he was terrible. So I put my 90 rated Bernardo back in and then I got the Tots Bernardo and yeah, he he, he felt the same as if not better than the 90 rated like not not so much of a noticeable difference but you know he's just a little bit quicker and things like that i finally sent my my bernardo silver 90 rated into an sbc for the icon player pick it's because i have the 94 untradeable there's no no need it's just a duplicate card same with yeah, showdown sula yeah well talking about like ratings and how they are in game now not Everyone uses Footbin, so this is probably something that I'd recommend people doing and using this feature, which is when you click on a player. So let me click on Saka, as you're saying, which is what I was already looking at while you're talking about him. So Footbin says he is actually, without putting any chem styles on, a 91 rated right midfielder. However, if I was then to go on Pablo Sarabia's objective card, which is also 91 rated, without any chem styles, the game is saying, in-game, rating-wise, he's actually 92 rated. So, already, he's punching one higher than his card is, stat-wise, in-game, based off of all his stats and, like, the... Um, algorithm that they use so it basically gives like like what they would be roughly rating wise feeling based on their stats like for instance if you try to put him at CDM he would feel like a 79 rated CDM card because he doesn't really have the CDM stats because obviously he's only got 65 defending yeah. so it kind of shows that already Saka's not really as good as what the card is making it out to be. He is basically the rating what it's saying, but there are cards that are pushing higher than what they are. Um, are. So another one, an example, is Kessie. So he is 93 rated, but without any chem styles, he's actually apparently more like a 95 rated CDM. Right, okay. So it's... Uh, but it also in some ways is... EA kind of trying to put the ratings down a bit, but at the same time, the stats aren't really much different from, say, like this time last year with team and season, but the difference was last year team seasons were higher. So I think it's just at a point where EA are making these lower rated cards, pushing above what they actually are in-game for some of them, so when we get to the point of 99 rated players, we're probably going to have like ridiculous like stats on the 99 rated players where we probably will see pretty much 99s across the board. So they're genuine like 99s. So that you actually notice a difference from team of the season to end game card. 
Potentially, yeah. yes. It would. It makes but sense yeah. in that set when you think of it that way, because they don't want to kill the game now when they, you know, it's inevitable. We're going to probably get at least two more promos. Hmm. So that is, that is it. So yeah, sometimes cards just don't feel like what they are. But that's the. But the thing is, it's, it's EA who decides what the rating is, but. You just got to look, use things like footbin, look at the chem stars, look at the in-game stats to actually truly see, oh yeah, this guy guy actually does look like a 90-rated card, or actually this guy actually looks like a 93-rated card or something. Yeah. So, Yep, but that is it for this week's Q&A. As always, if you would like to submit some questions for the Q&A, please feel free to join our Discord. The link is down in our description. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. There was no This Week in Football because there just wasn't really much to talk about just yet. Obviously, as coming weeks go by and there's more to talk about, like maybe transfers and stuff, we'd probably bring it back as a transfer talk or something. But at the moment, we're keeping it a bit more FIFA soul-orientated, the podcast. But Luke and Brad, thank you for participating in the podcast as always always a pleasure no problem and we will see you all next week goodbye bye bye peace out